So that's what I do, man. I, I feel like it's important when when someone when we're at the stage where we're like, okay, let's craft the vision for the future. Uh-huh. There's there's a few there's a many many key ingredients, but the main ones is okay. Is it something that you're willing to be broke at for many years? Because chances are you will be. Exactly. Right? That's the first thing. The second thing is, does this make a contribution on someone more than yourself? Uh-huh. Right. I'll use the example of, okay, if someone wants to be like a rapper or something, that's great that you want to rap, but do people actually like your music? Are people willing to pay to come see your show? Right. Does it make a contribution to other people? That's Uh another key ingredient. Um, The other thing is, you know, is there actually a need for what it is that you want to do, whether this is business or, you know, just a corporate job, like Uh there has to be those three ingredients. Does it impact someone else? Do you enjoy doing it? Are you willing to stick with it for the long term? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, most people give up, man. They'd be like, Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z and I'll jump into it. But then nothing happens. So they just quit on it. Oh, I guess it wasn't for me. I'll just go a different route. Exactly. Welcome to another episode of kicking it with JB. It's my first ever remote episode of kicking in with jb and uh i have the the amazing you know you, i'm gonna go ahead and let you introduce yourself man you hit with the hit me with the amazing <laughs> i appreciate that jb Sorry. don't gas me up before we even get rolling bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh my name is taj deshaun i'm an athlete career transition coach uh podcaster just like jb i'm an author soon to be two-time author vice president of a publishing company man just I'm just here to serve, man, here to help people transition, here to help people tell their stories to the world. Mm-hmm. I got my hands in a few different things, but it all comes down to serving. And I, I know you know all about that, JB. Nice. I'm preaching to the choir, man. 100%. Love to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, obviously, I know, but um, you you call yourself an athlete transition coach. So, what, yes, sir. So, how would you define an athlete transition coach? Well, I always say that when I first started on this journey of helping athletes transition, I wanted to be someone – that I needed in my corner when I was going through the transition, almost like a light at the end of the tunnel. So my job as an athlete transition coach is not just to help a former athlete get to the point where they know exactly what they want to do, like career-wise or Mm business-wise, but before we get to that point, really helping them get clear on being proud of their accomplishments, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to get to a point where holding on to the game is not holding them back from moving on to the next stage of their life, right? So – yeah, man, that's that's what I do, man. I help athletes get to a point where they're even excited to wake out of bed again, wake yeah. up out of bed so they can be excited about creating this new chapter. And then from there, I help them map out and execute on that game plan to get to where they want to be, man. Facts. So obviously you didn't wake up and was just like, today I'm an athlete transition coach. So I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you were an athlete before you were an athlete transition coach. So let's let's go through that like process of your like athletic career. Yeah, man. So I played football at Stony Brook University. Uh-huh. I wasn't heavily recruited out of high school, man. I had more of, I had a better senior year than junior year. You uh, know what I mean? So I kind of missed that. Uh, I feel YouTube. that. I didn't <laughs> even play my junior year. Oh, really? I didn't even play my junior year of high school because I transferred from a, from public to private school. That's a, that's a whole nother story. We'll get into that. Probably not today, but maybe me <laughs> and you. It was it was it was a wild process. Yeah, man. That sounds wild. But uh, yeah, man, I didn't. I had a, a decent junior year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not really enough. I got attention yeah. from a few schools, but no official offers. But uh, senior year is where some of the offers started coming in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to throw any schools under the bus. But I would. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I took a visit, man. I took a visit to some of these places, and I was just like, yeah. 
And then Stony Brook came along, which is yeah. like, you know, D1 AA, smaller uh-huh. tier D1 school. Yep. And I was like, all right, I'll go there and be the, the big fish in a small pond. Exactly. And that didn't end up working out that way. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, man, like you said, I didn't become a transition coach overnight. It came from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wasn't going to the NFL, but still had a hard time adapting to the game yeah. after I graduated. Yeah. Right. So that led to a series of career challenges and stuff, which we can get into. But it all led me up to this point. And around 2018, I took the di- uh, the dive off the deep end and went full time into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously wasn't easy. You know, had to earn my stripes. But three years later, just being consistent, a lot of good things have been happening. Been able to help a lot of people, man. So, one hundred percent. I feel like I feel like in this day and age, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur because nobody really yeah. wants to work that nine to five. You know, what I'm saying? I always I always talk to everybody, like anybody I've talked to when we like get into career and stuff like that. Like I never want to wake up every day, you know, do my forty hours a week, but be miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that just sounds terrible to me. Or just, but also I know the grind of an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Because you make your own hours, and if you don't work, you don't eat. You know what I'm saying? Like so, right? It's it, it's tough. <laughs> it's like it's like a double edged sword. You know what I'm saying? Do you want that? Because I've I've talked to entrepreneurs. They're like. I wish I had a, a nine to five that structure that I went and clocked in every day. Like as an entrepreneur, you're you want to clock twenty four hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so that I know that's definitely a grind. Cause I remember you hit me on LinkedIn like two years ago. Like I don't even know if mm. you remember this. You hit me on LinkedIn like twenty eighteen because I saw. Cause I was like, I recognize the dude from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And you hit me like, hey, I'm an athlete transition coach, getting into it. Just want to know like what your what your playing career. But like by that at that time, I was knee deep into my football career i'm like there's no no plan b no nothing you know what i'm saying i'm i'm and i'm going to the league i'm going to change my life forever you know what i'm saying but obviously you know stuff happens but it's just crazy how like you know we circle back and we're here now and just see how much you've just grown in those and just little as those two years you know what i'm saying like like you got a book which i just copped for myself make sure y'all go get you know what i'm saying i have my my copy Appreciate Thrive after sports. Appreciate me. Yes, sir. And it's fine. So I, so I was just reading. Obviously, um, I just got it. So I haven't, like, really got a chance to really, like, get a good deep dive into it. But I already started the first, like, the book's dedication. The book says, this book is dedicated to anyone who feels lost. I wrote this book with intentions of helping you speed up the process of fighting or finding your way and discovering what truly you want out of life. Keep pushing, keep searching, believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for you. There is. And I was like, man, like, I, I feel like every, like, it doesn't even apply to athletes at this point. It's like anybody just going through a transition. You know what I'm saying? Like, just that transition period is is so hard. But but you kind of, like, dive into that in the book. But also, like, you want to, because you, because you, I remember, I was reading the book, you were saying, like, your family was saying, like, how are you doing? Because you had couple of jobs that that were that were paying pretty decent but you were saying like you were just surviving you know what i'm saying but like from the outside looking in you were looking you were doing pretty decent but but you want to thrive you don't want to survive so can you like really explain what that is is to to thrive and not just survive because i feel like a lot of us are just you know surviving just trying to find a job that'll pay us the most money so we can you know what i'm saying look the dopest you feel me <laughs> exactly man and you really touched on it earlier jb like you hit the nail right on the head when you were talking about not wanting to work in that that kind of corporate lifestyle not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that yeah facts. my whole definition of going from surviving to, yeah man my whole definition of surviving and thriving is like you said not just skating by not just being like okay i got a job now i'm paying my bills 
I'm doing this little thing, and then I relax on the weekends, crack beers or whatever. Survive psych almost to the point you can't get out of bed. Yeah. And I think that it's definitely possible to do that. It just takes work. Like nice. you said, it's not easy. It takes work to get to that point. But I feel like I had a decision to make, man. And I always say I feel like I didn't have a choice, right? I could either have stayed and existed in that lifestyle or I could bet on myself, right, mm-hmm. and take the leap. And, and that's what I did, man. And not everybody has to become an entrepreneur to thrive. Not everybody. It's more of like a mindset or the way you approach your day or the vision that you have for yourself and the people you can impact. It's more along those lines and just like, you know, making a million bucks or becoming an entrepreneur. But, yeah. and you can even go from surviving to thriving in little ways, right? Even something like in your fitness, right? Are you mm-hmm. just surviving? Yeah. Are you just, you know, I want to work out every now and then, or are you thriving? Like, man, I feel great because I take, I take care of, I take care of my mind. I take care of spirit. Survival throw like a, a mentality. And once you make that internal shift, things in the external world start to change for you too. So that's what I'm all about, man. No, for sure. I think that I think that's amazing because because I was just reading that book, like like I like I was just saying, like you said you had you had good jobs, you know, from the outside looking in. And and I, I feel like I most related to the part because I'm like kinda in that right now where you were like like you had just got out of college, obviously, so you'd been in college for four years, paying your own bills, living on your own, but just taking that L of going back and living with your parents. You know, as a grown man, after just being on your own, moving how you want to move, you know what I'm saying, have your own space, and then you back to that, like, that childhood room, you feel me? So I feel like that that's the hardest part on, like, athletes or just any any adult, like, just going through that transition, like, coming out of college and, and trying to find a job because – also in your book, I don't know, I just I was just like, yo, this book is me, yo. Like, I was, like the whole time I was reading that first chapter, I'm like, this is me. Like that part where you was like, like I thought, like once I get a college degree, I'm set. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's that's every college kid, every college athlete. They think like, okay, right. like the goal is go to college. You know, I'm I've been blessed because I don't have no student loans. You know what I'm saying? Shout all the people who do, I'm very sorry to hear it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you're blessed. You don't got no student loans, but I got a degree, so I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to get out of this college. I'm going to get out of college, and I'm going to make six figures. You feel me? I feel like that's everybody's, like, go-to plan. But lo and behold, that does not happen. So, like, can, can we just go into that, just, like, that process of going back to your parents' house? Because that's – I feel like that's the toughest on young men or just young people in general, just that, like, Transition of having to go back home, figure it out, and it's it's hard to get a job out here. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy, especially a job that fulfills you. I mean, I don't feel like it's not very hard to to get a job, but it's hard to get a job that fulfills you that that like you enjoy going to that really wakes up. You wake up every day and like it's you're excited to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It really is, man. It, it really comes from lack of clarity, right? Mm. And I always say that the things that fulfill you, whatever your purpose is, whatever your vision is. It's not something you're going to find on a job board. It's not something you're going to be on Indeed scrolling one day or LinkedIn jobs and be like, oh, wow, that's it. That's my dream career. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, that's not the case. Exactly. It comes from, it's something that has to be cultivated. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. fulfillment has to be cultivated. So something I teach is starting internally and being like, not just what am I doing from a career perspective or a business perspective, but like, how am I actually living? Yeah. Right. Like, don't focus on what you want to do. Focus on how you want to live. So if you want to 
work with a certain group of people. If you want to work from home, if you only want to work a certain amount of hours a week, mm. you have to basically project that out to, okay, how long do I want it to take me to get there? Like I yeah. knew going into it, it was going to take me three to five years okay. to get to a point where I could support myself off what it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm comfortable with that. After yeah. I already moved out. But I don't want to overlook what you said about how difficult it is to move back. Cause I know someone who's listening to this right now, they're either going through that or have gone through it. And like you said, man, it's one of the most challenging things in the world to go from being in a place where you're paying your own bills, come and go as you please. Next thing you know, you know, you look up after this career that kind of ended abruptly and your mom's telling you to take out the trash again. And you're like, wow, how did I, how did I get here? I don't even have any job prospects I'm sick to right get now. me yeah. out of this position, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, that I mean, I lived it, man. I know I know what you're going through. It's tough. Yeah. I'll say this too, JB. Um, what you don't want to do, this is the mistake I made, mm-hmm. is because you're so desperate to get back to that place of freedom, mm. like rush back out. So what I did Talk was I just like I was desperate, so I took any job. Talk about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped on a job and just mount, but all I really did was end up being in debt and frustrated, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just kind of job hopping because I couldn't even like tolerate where I was at. So no, nah, 100%. I, I almost did that too. Cause, um, I'm always here. Then I'm there. Then I'm here. Then I'm there. Then I'm here. So like, I tell people that, but they don't, they, they just, they're just like, all right, yeah, that's, that's why you don't, that's why you haven't moved out yet. You know, you're, you're always gone. So it's easy for somebody else to be like, yeah, that's why you're not gone. But me personally, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm about to be 26 now. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to be 26. Like, it's time. Like, it's because I remember looking at my older brother. He was at the crib and he was like 25, and I was like 16. He's like 10 years older than me. So I was like, he was like 25, 15. And I was like, I will never be at mama's house when I'm 25 years old. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, not saying he was doing bad or anything, like, but I was just like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm going to be. Who knows where, you know what I'm saying? I'm at all these goals and these places. Cause I, I, I even considered I had a literally an apartment lined up downtown Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right. But then I was just doing the math. I'm just like, the amount of money I'm gonna spend on rent, gas, food, like I'm gonna need a legitimate job. Like I'm I'm gonna have to pretty much put football like on a back burner you know what i'm saying because if i want to pay these bills and pay these expenses unless i just want to be in debt and go broke trying to trying to prove that i can you know move out on my own but i mean but then i talk to other other people who like are just i guess i would say more successful than me like in the business aspect and they're just like yo stay stay as long as possible like stay with your parents until you can really like buy something that you can really afford that's, that's really like you know what i'm saying and, and it's crazy to hear people say that because you would think people would be like yo leave get out get your own space you know what i'm saying this this, and that but people who really are successful or like just doing really well in the business aspect like i've I, my friend's brother states he was 28 but when he got out he bought his house you know what i'm saying like and he can do whatever he want with it now you know what i'm saying so it's just like i really want to get rid of that negative stigma of just we have to once we are done with college once we're done with you know what i'm saying get out the house and go live and and pretty much just survive because you're not thriving at that point you just honestly you, you working to pay the bills you know what i'm saying 
Exactly. And that's a great point you you bring up, man. Uh, talking about that stigma. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's, yeah. We live in different times. Facts. And especially as an athlete, it takes you some time to get on your feet because yeah. most of us aren't landing into, you know, a six-figure job. We're, we're landing just trying to get some experience, right? So, and it's easy to look at the people like, man, I got teammates who, you know, they went to the league or they came yeah, back home and they had jobs they, lined up. And they balling now. People. Yeah, exactly. And they like going crazy. Exactly. Cause you got Because you got those other teammates who – you know what I'm saying? Who were drafted or doing their thing, and you you see them on Snapchat with the with the new Tesla, and I'm just like, I'm still in my mama crib and it's Honda. You know what I'm saying? Like, like damn. exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. So thank you for being brave enough to bring that up, right? Because that's, that's a difficult thing to deal with. Oh, but you thanks. know what we don't focus on, JB, what? is the people who got it worse than us. Oof. Think about the people who didn't have a home to go back to, because we have teammates like that too. Let's be real. Yeah, they didn't really. have, like, you and I are fortunate, man, if you really think about it. Yes, it's nice. a pride thing. Yes, 100%. you want to be your own man and stand on your own, too. But we yeah. have a home, we had a home to go back to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys, man, not just guys, but, you know, men and women. Mm-hmm. I talked to some overseas basketball players. Yeah. You know, men and women. There are women, bro, who come back from overseas ball and don't have a home to go to. You and I have teammates, like, family won't have them in. Or maybe, you know, folks might be locked up or on drugs. Or maybe they stay with grandma before college. Mm-hmm. They get back from college. Grandma passed away. So where are you going to stay now? You know, and they're forced to be in these positions. So, you know, it's one of those things where you got to be grateful for what you have. And that advice that you've been getting is strong, man, to just stay put because there's no sense, like you said, in going out to get the the apartment in downtown Chicago just so you can, you know, look good. But you're going to spend eight hours a day paying for that apartment. Yeah, you're not even going to be there. You're going to be working a job you hate. And that's what I was. What you're doing is smart, though. And Mm -hmm. that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, yo. I'm gonna have this fat apartment. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be. I'm gonna get it decked out, whatever. But I'm gonna spend ninety percent of my time at work, sleep, like, and paying, grinding for this apartment. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even gonna have time to really enjoy this apartment. And I, it's gonna. I, just, right. I did the math. It was gonna cost me ten thousand dollars in six months. Like, like I'm paying for parking now. I'm paying for because. And then obviously, if you stay down there, you're gonna eat down there. You're going to go grocery shopping down there. You're going to get gas down there. And obviously, everything's going to be just way more expensive. But, like, yeah, but like I said, that was probably the best advice someone gave me was just to stay put. Don't – because cause it's it's easy to compare your race to everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? To compare – but I feel like that's, like, that's like, the, like the generation, the day and age we live in with social media. Everybody's always constantly comparing what others are doing to themselves. But, nah, but, like, I just think that – but that transition from from, like – not playing to playing because I'm always like kind of teetering that line. You know what I'm saying? I'm always like, I'm playing. Now I'm not playing. Oh wait, am I still gonna be able to play again? I have another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been blessed. I've been lucky, and I know there's there's God because I even like with my process. I'm like, it's so much more I want to do. It's so much more I can do. You know what I'm saying? But there's other guys who are like, yo, I wish I did like the, the amount that you're doing. You know, I wish I had the opportunities you have right now. You know what I'm saying? So I just gotta. It, it always makes me like have to take a step back. And realize that I am blessed, but I'm always so I am always constantly in that transition of like, what do I want to do? But the biggest thing I feel like I'm focused on now is purpose, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're, you're you're big on purpose also. Like, not just having a job that's going to pay you a bunch of money. Obviously, you want a job that's going to provide for you, and you know what I'm saying provide for the lifestyle you choose. But at the end of the day, I feel personally that you want a job that's going to fulfill you. That's going to like just like skyrocket you that you're going to wake up and be on fire for every day. Because I mean, it's cool to go to job and, and make a bunch of money, but like, is it really cool to go to a job, make a bunch of money and be miserable every day? You know what I'm saying? 
So you kind of touched on that in the book a little bit, just about how right. important yeah. purpose is when it comes to your job. Not just because you said you worked just a bunch of odd jobs, sales jobs, and it was just like you were making money, but like you were just it, you were just kind of just in that corporate vortex, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. Because there was no long term vision, mm-hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with taking jobs to pay. You always have to have that thing that's in front of you, that's keeping you going, mm-hmm. right? So for example, I, I worked in jobs making great money in the corporate world, but when I took the leap to start my business, I knew that I was going to have to take a job that could sustain me, but also allow me to operate. So if I'm going back and working a job that has me drained at the end of the day, I'm not going to have the energy to build after work, before work, mm-hmm. on the weekends. Because that's when the, the side hustle becomes the main hustle when you're working on it in your free time. Mm-hmm. But I, So I had to make sure I was in a position to where I could have a job. So I installed glass and I do, I did all kind of random jobs that was well below my, yeah. you know, experience level or education level. Mm-hmm. But what it, what it did was it allowed me to earn some money, keep my mind fresh to operate. So there's nothing wrong with doing what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I always remind uh, players like you're a freshman in life again. So you have to adopt that mentality. You're not going to walk across the stage and come home and make six figures. That's what I thought. That's what a lot of us think, but you're a freshman in life again. And you got to adopt that mentality. Like I'm really looking at four or five years until I'm in, a, in my groove again. You're not going to get a lot longer like it took me. It's going to take you a lot longer if you don't have clarity around what you're doing. You know what I mean? And where you, what you're really working towards for that three, four or five years after you're done playing ball. No, 100%. I definitely felt that because I, I feel like, like with this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's hard because for so long, You've been working at one goal and you've learned to kind of master that one goal, but you got to realize the steps you took to get there. You know what I'm saying? You didn't just wake up one day and, and was a division one football player. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to go through grade school. You had to go through middle school. You had to go through high school and you did all those practices throughout those years. You know what I'm saying? To get to where you got. And it's like, it wasn't just like a woke up five years old, got to 18, D1. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to go through all those practices to get there. And I feel like I'm learning that so much now because, like, with this podcast, this is a brand new thing for me. You know what I'm saying? With just new endeavors, I'm starting to, to coach high school football now. And that's a new endeavor for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just a bunch of new things that I like. I realized that, like, I'm not going to be this professional best number one. Like, I want, but I want to be because, you know what I'm saying? Because we've, that's like kind of what we've grew up, like, just as athletes, just as, just as, People in general, because I don't want to just make this about athletes. Just people in general, like everyone wants to be the best at what they do. You know what I'm saying? But everyone has also mm-hmm. taken those steps to get to where they got to. No one just woke up one day and was there. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to, they had a process of all that. So it's just, I'll be forgetting that. Like this is all just a process. I gotta realize that like this podcast isn't gonna get a million views on my first five episodes. You know what I'm saying? It might take me twenty episodes. It might take me two hundred episodes. Because I was, I was uh, watching a John Maxwell video or whatever that's like the author i think he's like mm-hmm. the, he's like the big on leadership he's like like do you know how because he's he's a very good public speaker he would say do you know how well like, how i got good at public speaking he's like because i didn't count and he's like you shouldn't count until you get to ten thousand. like and it was just like because everyone always like what's the secret what's the secret why do you why are you so comfortable doing this he's like i didn't count until i got to rep ten thousand. I just imagine mm-hmm. the amount of reps, the just the amount of work he put in to get to where he got to. Like obviously people see it now, they see he's just amazing. 
he's just natural, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? But this, that, that, that process. And it's hard because, like I said, we've been groomed to be so good and got to like pretty much almost the highest level. Cause even going to college, playing college football, like is you're less than 1% or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and you're just, you're just so used to being this great athlete, but now you get into this business aspect, which is a whole different field, a whole different, like, you know, the real world is, is, is different animal. It's not sports. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like sports, but it's, it's a lot different. And, but like you said, you gotta be a freshman at life again. And I feel like that's what so many guys struggle with. I struggle with because it's like, Yo, I'm a I'm a dog on the field, so I'm gonna be a dog in in the business world. You know what I'm saying? But like now, nah, right. you gotta you gotta take the steps to really get there. It's not just a, it's not just. And, and I love how in your book say like, don't think this is book. This book isn't a how to guide to to make a ten six figures. You know what I'm saying? This isn't an easy step. Like you do all these steps, you're gonna make six figures in two months. Like this is a process. This is gonna take time. It's gonna take years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting that you put that in the book, and then also. You even got into mental health in the book, the mental fitness. I didn't really get a chance to really dive deep into it, but I definitely love the part about mental health because I feel like mental health isn't taught enough, especially it's definitely not taught in high school, but I definitely feel like it should be more taught like in like a part of like the curriculum in in college because you know because we they have like those athlete like transition like you know real world like forums for for college kids a lot, but I feel like they need to have like mental health forums too because you know what I'm saying because it's tough on these on these kids because I know it was tough for me you know what I'm saying especially being a college kid and and coming from a different place but then also just being a college kid and and realizing hey I might not play football no more you know what I'm saying so just like can we can we touch on the part about the mental health aspect of just transitioning from from your sports life to, to to real life yeah, man, I think it's key. And as you saw in the book, I call it mental fitness mm-hmm. because you got to be, you have to be just as intentional about training your mind as you are about training your body. Right. And, and there's different things for everybody. But one of my main things is, uh, making sure you're protecting and being intentional about what you're putting into your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by protecting is like, you can't allow negative influences in. Yeah. Right. And sometimes those negative influences come from your own voice. Like you'll be talking to yourself crazy in your own head. Right. So a lot of what I do is train about how to, how to be able to catch those thoughts. And I always give this analogy. I love this analogy. You'll probably appreciate this JB. It's like, you have to, when you look out at the world, you have to imagine your mind as like the watchtower at an airport. Right. And and the watchtower and the control tower, they see all the planes coming in Mm -hmm. and this is how our thoughts work. Right. So if you have a thought to say, damn, I'm a failure because I didn't make it to the league. Mm. What you want to do is like be able to train yourself to identify that. So if I see that thought flying in, you know, viewing it from the watchtower, I can catch that. I'd be like, wait a minute, let me pluck that out of the air and replace that with a better thought. Like I played at an elite level. I had a chance to play a game. You know, I I got my my education paid for to play a a game, right? Um, You know, I I got a, a college education. I got played a professional contract to play sports. And then you start to become proud of yourself. Or if you start saying, here's another one. If you got a thought flying in from the watchtower that says, man, I'm lost. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Hold up. Let's not harp on that thought. Let's take that out the air and place this with, I'm in the process of discovery, Mm. right? I'm working on discovering what it is that I want to do with my life. This is, I should be excited when I wake up because you literally get to create. This is what people don't understand, man. This is what it took me a while to realize. I played, up until 22 years old, but I might mess around and live to a hundred years, a hundred years old, man. Yeah. So I have like 70 years ahead of me to be able to do whatever I want and be mm-hmm. whoever I want to be. 
So once you think about it from that perspective, it gets real exciting, man. And that's kind of what mental fitness is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you can, when you control your own thoughts, man, it, it makes a world of difference and it takes practice just oh. like it takes, you know, you can't, you can't bench press one time and get strong. Right. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I take that same application to the mindset, man. Yeah. You can't just like train your mind once it's a daily thing, man. Exactly. No, I definitely feel that because I, I, I've gotten, I, I would say over quarantine, I've gotten really big into meditation. And I see you got meditation in here also. And like, I'm really big on Headspace. Shout out Headspace. You know, come, su- come support your boy. But, um, yeah, get that sponsor. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Show Headspace, some love. For real. <laughs> but, um, no, I've been really big. And that's, and that's all Headspace really is, is just like being able to control your thoughts and your emotions. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like as athletes, at least for me personally, I can only speak for myself, I'm a very emotional person. Like just very like like when I do something, it's like it's it's it's, it's I wear my heart on my sleeves, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. You know what I'm saying? You can see it in my face. Like I, I was the type of kid in, in in seventh grade. I'm crying after we lost the game. You know what I'm saying? Like because I'm that mad. I want I want to win so me bad. Too. Exactly. You feel me? So just being able to control those thoughts is so big because it's it's easy to like to say what you just said. Like to oh I didn't make it to the league. I'm trash. Like you know what I'm saying? Look at my other homie mm-hmm. in the league right now going crazy. Or it's like I made it to the league. Ah, right, but I was only on practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I made it to, I got a CFL contract. Oh, but it's only the CFL. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to just be like, but like those thoughts, like being able to like really exactly pluck those bad thoughts and and, and be able to shove them in with, with good ones. Because I saw like, there's like a stat that's like, your brain only really remembers negative thoughts. Like it barely remember like you, but we're constantly hit with thoughts every day, constantly hit with information, but your brain really only registers those negative thoughts and they keep those negative thoughts. But if you keep those negative thoughts, like you're gonna be like you, we we become what we what we think and what we tell ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like what we constantly tell ourselves is is what we, is who we are. You feel me? Because obviously everybody can tell me I'm great till they blue in the face. But if I don't believe I'm great in myself, like then I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm just kind of stuck, and nobody wants to ever be in the process of being stuck. So I just feel like me- meditation is huge and mental health is so huge. I really feel like that more colleges need to. I feel like they're probably stepping it up more because I feel like mental health is a lot bigger now than it was probably, which is wild because it's not like we went to college 18 years ago, but like, I feel like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But I definitely feel like that should be part of the curriculum now. Cause I've, I've always wanted to, cause I always tell my homies, cause a lot of my homies are GAs, they're coaching and then hopefully, well, they are, they will. So they're going to probably get the head coaching jobs one day. And I'm like, I don't want to be an X's and O's coach. I don't want to be a running backs coach. I don't want to be a receivers coach. I want to be, a player development coach. I want to help these kids develop from transitioning from high school to college and college to the real world. Because I remember how important those people were for me. I'm still cool with like my like player development guy at at the University of Nevada because they were just so big and just like my development. I just think it's so important mental health when it comes to just like helping these kids become better and just I don't know. It, it's it's it's, just, it's it's a lot, but I like I said, I want to be helping kids develop to their transition from high school to college and from college to the real mm-hmm. world. So that's really my biggest. Yeah. <clears throat> that's key, man. That's just as important. Right. Um, and, and we need more people in that space too. people who are helping athletes not only transition out of college or out of the pros, but transition into it, mm-hmm. in the college, into the pros, because if you don't have the proper guidance, you're going to be unprepared, man. I was the same way. Not only was I homesick, but I didn't know what to expect. You know how it is. They tell you one thing when you're getting recruited and you get there and then yeah. it very quickly becomes, man, this is serious. This, I feel like I was in the military, man. I feel like I got shipped overseas or something <laughs> like I was, it, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was the homesickness. It was adapting to, um, this, this has really become a business more so than like, you know, 
you have a job, you have a full-time 40, 50, 60 hour a week job on top of trying to pass your classes and stuff. So there needs to be a lot more preparation done in that area too. So I think that's a good route for you to follow, man. You could, you know, you're somebody who's been through it and people will listen to you. So why not? That's my biggest goal. But then also I I started this part in your book too. So, cause I felt this cause I, cause like I said, I always go through this transition of like, okay, maybe I need a job, but obviously I just need a job because I'll be home and there, home and there, and I just don't want to just, like, sit here and be sitting at my mama's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work out, but, like, I still want to get some type of job experience because I remember I was talking to my other mentor, and he was just saying, um, like, get a job. Like, because <laughs> I was like, what's your what's your, mm-hmm. what's your advice to, like, athletes who, who don't have much worship experience and just kind of going through that transition? He's like, get a job, get that work experience, and, you know, and go, and go try something because you, know, you never know what you like and what you don't like. And I like what you put in the book. You were like, although I was grateful to have earned a full ride scholarship, I couldn't help but feel like I didn't have much to offer professionally with disciplined student athlete, great time management skills, works well with others to achieve a common goal, being the only marketable skills on my mm-hmm. resume. And I was like, damn, that is literally <laughs> every single athlete. Cause like I always, cause I was wondering, I'm like, damn, what can I put on my resume? I mean, I'm, I'm good. With, I'm good at team with team, work with others. You know what I'm saying? I, Good time management, but yeah. So, like, could you like just expound more into that? Just like athletes, just not really feeling like they, I mean, really offer a lot to the to the business world, right? And unless you've done the work to prepare and know what you want to actually get into, mm-hmm. you you really don't offer much. So, um, and I, I'm not knocking your mentor. I think that's great advice to just go get a job and get some experience. Yeah. Yes, I'd say yes to that, but I say get some intentional experience, mm. right? Because you don't just want to be. I'm doing this just to get some experience Thanks. because time is valuable, man. So I, I would say the time that you would spend just looking for anything and everything to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. instead, take a little bit more of that time to be intentional. Like I was saying earlier about what is it that you actually want? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you're able to project out, okay. Like for example, let's say I'm just throwing this out there. You and I can talk about this later in more detail, but you know, you want to help athletes transition into college or mm-hmm. in, right. So let's say you say, okay, five years from now, I want to have a program where, you know, high schools are paying me to come out and speak. Mm. Right. Yeah. So if you have that, like like to run workshops for their students, for their, mm-hmm. their student athletes to help them, or if you're yeah. even on college campuses receiving the income and freshmen. Mm-hmm. So if you know that that's something you want to do, then you start to be more intentional. Okay. How can I get an internship in an athletic department? Yes. How can I, uh, you know, start to put together some curriculum? You see what I'm saying? It becomes yeah. more intentional where you can project out and then reel it back in and reverse engineer where you want to be. Exactly. So, but yeah, man, the bottom line is unless you somehow magically just put yourself in position to get a whole bunch of internship experience while you were playing, you're going to come out with no experience. So yes, trial and error is great. And I talk about this in the book. Trial and error is great because mm. you have to learn what you don't want to do as much as you want, need to learn what you do want to do. Exactly. But a better substitute for trial and error is being intentional, being clear, cultivating a vision for yourself. And having that while you're getting the experience. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say on that piece, man. No, one hundred percent. So then with your athletes, how do you how do you go about discovering a job that fulfills them? A guy like a job that that provides them purpose that they're not just waking up every day and just kind of just going and being miserable. So like, cause I know that I know you're really big on that. So, mm-hmm. so what's the And the funny like? thing is, JB, it's not even like I don't know if I just attract this type of uh, people who want to work with me uh-huh. because of who I am or they listen to the podcast. Yeah. But inevitably the people who want to work with me, they always end up wanting to do something entrepreneurial. Right. Um, 
So something I'm big on, it's not necessarily a job that they're creating, but more so how can you get a job that's going to lead you to what you're really working on on the back end? Mm. So the way I do that is I, I try to, I help them find a blend of, like I said, not what are you doing, but what is your lifestyle, right? I'll give you an example. Like I had someone tell me that they wanted to be a lawyer, right? So I asked them, okay, why do you want to be a lawyer? Yeah. Well, you know, they make six figures and like, I just feel like it would be like the family would be proud of me. Yeah. yeah like that's not a big enough incentive. You're mm. going to have to go to years and years of law school. Most of the time lawyers just sit around and, you know, do paperwork all day. You got to think about what your life is actually going to look like. Exactly. Right. So that's what I do, man. I, I feel like it's important when, when someone, when we're at the stage where we're like, okay, let's craft the vision for the future. Uh-huh. There's, there's a few, there's a many, many key ingredients, but the main ones is, okay, is this something that you're willing to be broke at? for many years because chances are you will be exactly. right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, does this make a contribution on someone more than yourself? Uh-huh. Right. I'll use the example of, okay, if someone wants to be like a rapper or something, that's great that you want to rap, but do people actually like your music? Are people willing to pay to come see your show? Exactly. Right. Does yeah. it make a contribution to other people? That's uh-huh. another key ingredient. Um, the other thing is, you know, is there actually a need for what it is that you want to do, whether this is business or, you know, just a corporate job? Like, mm-hmm. a, there has to be those three ingredients. Does it impact someone else? Do you enjoy doing it? Are you willing to stick with it for the long term? Because mm-hmm. if you're not, most people give up, man. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I'll jump into it, but then nothing happens, so they just quit on it. Oh, I guess it wasn't for me. I'll just go a different route. Exactly. You know, but you, in order for you to have that longevity, you got it has to be something that you're so passionate about that like I'm willing to be broke. I'm willing to not see a penny from this if that's what it comes down to. I'm willing to like I told you, I moved back in with my folks because that's mm-hmm. how serious I am about what I'm doing. Exactly. You know, and I'm still serious about it to this day. That's why things are starting to take off for me 100%. the way they are. Yeah. No, that's that's impressive because like you said, obviously everybody wants to do something to to make as much bread as possible. Everybody wants to live, you know, whatever lifestyle they choose, you know what I'm saying? But like, are you willing to be broke to 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 really? I mean, achieve that is 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 a is a hard question. That's kind of that's kind of like that gut question. That's kind of like that. Like, yeah, you're not gonna put the the, the cleats back on. You're not gonna put the, the the hoop shoes back on. You know what I'm saying? Like now now what type? You know what I'm saying? So that's that's right. that's really that's really a, a tough question that you ask somebody. Because I know if someone asked me that, like coming out of college or just still I'm trying to transition. If you ask me that right now, I would kind of be like. Watch out! You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like get out of my business. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, because right. I'm constantly always asked that question. Because when I when I come back home, which is, which honestly is why I hate being home because I feel like I always see people who I don't really kind of want to see sometimes, and they always ask me, "So, what are you doing now?" Like, all right, but what do you like want to do after football? And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like 2020. I've been asked that question more than any other year, and it's always been. Like I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of still figuring. I always sound something. I'm in the space of figuring it out. But like I feel like the more I do stuff like this, talk to people like you, and you know, read more of these books and stuff like that, I'm kind of learning more and more of stuff that actually I would be passionate about. But it's just a matter of jumping out and doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I never really mm-hmm. had the time or the space to really jump out and do it or like really try some. Because I be, because me, I'd be afraid to fail. But now I'm learning. Like yo, like you're gonna only be stuck in your comfort zone. If I'm not ready to like jump out and maybe fail at something, you know what I'm saying? If I just like kind of only do the things I'm good at and just stick in that little box, I'm never gonna expound and see what else I see what else I might enjoy doing. You know what I'm saying? Because like this podcast is definitely something that's brand new to me. It's 
it's exciting. It's something that I kind of get that same like excitement when doing this. Like as I get like almost playing a game, you know what I'm saying. So it's like it's kind of it's, it's very it's very dope. Or just like when I get around kids and I'm able to like help them and like kind of see that like just that wide eyed, bright eyed, like you know what I'm saying. They're just so excited and be just to just being helped, just to be coached. You know what I'm saying? I really I really enjoy that. But I always said I'm not I'm not a coach. You know what I'm saying? I just because I just personally put that on like. I don't know that like negative connotation on myself. I'm like, I'm just not a coach. I don't got the personality to be a coach. And then someone hit me with the opportunity. Hey, you want to coach, you know, high school running backs. I'm like, you know what? I'm not really doing that right now. It's not really going to affect me. Like, you know, my workouts and all like that. So yeah, I'm, 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 let me try it. But then getting out there, I'm like, yo, I love this. You know what I'm saying? It's so dope to just see like these, like just raw talent, excited kids to, to do what they love doing and me to just nitpick things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to overcoach nobody. Cause I know me, I personally, I hated being overcoached. I hated like, a person trying to tell me, I mean, that, but that's just a running back position. You don't really coach a running back position. You kind of just like work on footwork, work on stuff, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But it's just, it's been so cool to to do that and, and expound and stuff like that. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm still always figuring out what my purpose is. I feel like it's, 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 it's definitely been like just this running just thing for me to figure out what my purpose is and, and what's going to really fulfill me because I never, obviously I want to make a lot of bread like anybody, any, you know, I want to eat. But I want to, I'd much rather, like, I will sacrifice making millions, bajillions of dollars and being miserable than waking up and being on fire, excited about what I'm doing every single day. But I get my my daily bread, you know what I'm saying? I get my, I'm able to to live comfortably. I'm able to to have successful relationships. I feel like that's so, that's so big because I feel like we, so, we focus so much on the money and being successful, having hella IG followers, hella likes, having the baddest woman, whatever, all that. But it's really, to me, at least personally, it's about just being being joyful because not even being happy because being happy is based on what happens to you. You know what I'm saying? Just being joyful and, and just being the best possible person I can be, helping as many people I can be because I, I, I realize that I'm not worried so much about what's going on around me when I'm focused on other people, you know what I'm saying? When I'm focusing on other people's development, joy, happiness, I'm not really focused on my own. You feel me? So, I don't know. That was a little sermon. <laughs> Lucky. Right. I love I love that you – no, man, that was great. That was great. And there's so many gems in there that I want to make sure I, I address because I love how you touched on, like, you're constantly in this process of, of transition, constantly yeah. in this process of evolution. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, it should be because otherwise you're not really growing if you're not looking at – how can I evolve? How can I turn into something else? Even with me, man, like, like I told you three years in, I'm at pretty much where I wanted to be. I, I'm coaching people. I got the podcast. I got the book. Now I've even expanded that and I'm helping other people write and publish books and tell their stories. But I'm in a transition point right now where I'm looking at, okay, what can I do next? Mm. How else can I expand? Who else can I serve aside from just athletes? You know, what, what, what other things can I do? So I'm in a transition period too, man. Exactly. And to your point, when you, when you said like, you know, people are asking you, what are you going to do and all this type of stuff? Like, first of all, you still have, you're in an interesting spot because you have years left. Like you still have a professional football career ahead of you, mm-hmm. right? You have things that you're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to get kind of overwhelmed or feel like when someone asks you, well, what are you going to be doing afterwards? It's easy to get into this spot of feeling defensive or mm. getting frustrated. Like, well, I don't know yet. Or you want to, it's almost like you want to tell them something to get them off your back. Bottom line is you don't have to impress anybody all you got to do is kind of moment, man. This is, you know what I mean? And this is what I'm thinking about doing. But it's not your job to try to defend your position in life to other people. As long as you know deep down 
That's all that really matters, man. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. You know what you're about. Thanks. But um, okay. This 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 leads me to my last question. This this is something that I saw in your book also, and I felt this so much. It says it was like you were saying. I I can't find it right now, but I I wrote it down in my notes. It was um like how athletes like after they're done playing, they're so quickly to try to find a job to place their identity into that job. Kind of how like oh I've been this football player. That's my identity. Okay, so let me go be. Um, uh, a police officer. You know what I'm saying? Let me go be a coach. Let me go be a this and that. Whatever they want to be, so they can be like, okay, I'm not this police. I'm not this athlete anymore. I'm a police officer now. I'm a, I'm a teacher now. You know what I'm saying? So they're so quickly to place their identity into other things. So like, just expound on that because my personal experience, I'm always like, just growing up, I've always been JB the football player. I got the name JB from a football coach. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a, literally anytime anybody calls me JB, it's like, oh, it's football. Cool, you know what I'm saying? It's like tough guy, tough guy, you know, whatever. But um, so I've definitely had to deal with placing my identity into, you know, JB the football player, blah blah blah, this and that, woo woo. And then um, so just like, could you expound on that more? Yeah, man, I think the way you go about that is not being so desperate, and it goes back to what I was just telling you about wanting to explain about looking good, right? Like not being so concerned about looking good in front of other people or what they think about you, mm. but more so being focused on that internal compass, right? Yeah. So the way you do that is not by attaching your identity to, okay, now I'm no longer playing my sport. Let me try to attach it to this job title or this, just so when I'm at family dinners or holiday dinners, I can, oh, I'm doing this job. And you know what I mean? Like all that is cool. Exactly. But what's more important is, are you excited about what you're doing, right? Yeah. And even then it gets tricky because you have to be careful not to attach your identity. Right. I, I've had times where, especially when I was first starting out, athlete for a transition coach. Right. So let's say I had a, a slow month or I didn't get any referrals and I wasn't coaching anybody. Mm-hmm. It would be very easy if my identity was attached to it, which it has been in the past. Like, man, who do I think I am to be coaching people and helping people? Nobody wants to work with me anyway. If I if that's the type of energy I'm putting out there, then that's what I'm going to get back. That's what you're so I have to be back. very careful right. even to this day. And we all do about our, attaching our identity to anything mm. that we do, Thanks. right? That's that's the main thing I would say about that, man. Just never – really try to be mindful of not letting your identity get attached to anything you do in life. Because mm. it sounds cliche to say. We've all heard it before. You're not what you – you're not what you do, you know? Like, we're all inherently valuable creatures. We're whole and complete exactly as we are. Like, we we technically really don't have to do anything. We're, we're all God's children. So, at the end of the day, man, like mm. – um, your identity is, it's, just remember that, like, whenever your identity starts to slip or you feel it getting attached to something else or you feel down on yourself because what your identity to is attached to isn't taking off, isn't, isn't jumping at that moment, just be cautious about that. And remember, my, who, who am I really? You know, or start to remember the good things about yourself. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a loving son. I'm a loving brother. Exactly. And I'm a loving friend. All those types of things. 100%. Man, so... Wow, that was that was that was very that was a very therapeutic episode. I kind of, I kind of took it and ran and did my own thing sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> went on my own sermons, went on my own tangents about what yeah, I got man, going on. Yeah, so I'm glad. So I feel like you you coaching me right now, honestly. So I, I owe you for I owe you for a coaching session, <laughs> respectfully. But oh, um, come on, man, you know you can hit me anytime. I got you. I yeah, got you with the um, coaching session. You got my number, man. You can hit me anytime. Yes, sir. So so how can people reach you? And also, like, how can people? get this coaching if, if they're interested. 
Yeah, so you can reach me at TajDeshaun.com. All the links to my social media are there. Uh, very active on LinkedIn. Recently started being very active on Instagram as well. I'm, we won't get into that. I had a whole, like, delete all my social media. But I got back on IG last year. I'm like that I've been time. heavily on LinkedIn, as you know, because I reached out to you in 20 and check in. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then, uh, what else? Clubhouse, too, man. Follow your boy on Clubhouse. Definitely connect with me on there, jumping into some great rooms. Aside from that, you can get the book at thriveaftersportsbook.com. The podcast, Thrive After Sports, is available on all podcast platforms. And, uh, yeah, man, that's where you can find me. Hey, I appreciate your support, man. Thank yes, you for sir. getting the book, bro. Nah, that means sure. the world to me. It's fine. I'm definitely about to just – I'm honestly think I can, I, I'm going to finish this in the next couple next couple of days because like when I was reading that first chapter I'm like yo this is this is all me right now like I like I'm I'm feeling everywhere and I'm I'm over here <laughs> I'm over here highlighting you know I got stuff underlined like all types of stuff so wow no nah, it's it, it's just definitely, wow I love to see that man yeah it's definitely gonna help I appreciate and that's why I wrote it man like I said I didn't want it to be an autobiography I wanted it to be a tool that you could use if anything anytime I'm telling my story in there it's so exactly like you said you can see yourself in it. Exactly. Right. It's not about me. It's about you seeing yourself in my story and being able to apply some of the tools to have clarity in your own life. So for you, that means a lot to know that the message is being well received. One hundred percent. So again, thank you for for coming on, kicking in with JB. Man, this has been a really dope episode. Like I said, man, follow this man. I'm gonna definitely put link link his uh all his information in the description in the bio, man. And make sure y'all, you know, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review for all my for all my podcasters, man. Thank thank you again, Tasho, man. It, it's really important to me to 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 help, hopefully help serve, hopefully help help someone with this with this um with this interview. Not just athletes, just anybody. You know what I'm saying? Nor- normal people in the real world too can also. Everyone's always going through a transition, so just knowing how to gauge that transition is, is really huge. So thank right, you again. Thank, thank you, JB. Thank you again, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate all the work you're doing. You know, it's just the beginning for you, man, so I have a lot of respect for you as a man and everything that you're doing. And uh, salute, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man.